Hey Josh, how's it going? Grace, what's happening? I am well, thank you. How's it going with you? I'm good. It's currently a massive storm over here in England, um, like almost apocalyptic level of rain and wind. Flights are cancelled. Really? I ventured out. Yeah, I ventured out earlier, and it was very unpleasant. <laughs> but it is so much better being inside and recording with you. <laughs> oh well, I I don't envy you one bit with that kind of explanation of weather. I currently, if you can tell. Uh, in my background, it's very nice here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's quite uh, sunny. It is a little chilly um, because of the wind, but all all good otherwise. So, yeah, you can soak it up from my my view if you want. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'll do my best. Yeah. So one of the things I'm just noticing about you is that you're wearing a Super Bowl T-shirt, which is kind of yeah. <laughs> Obviously, everyone is incredibly jealous, um, but I'm going to use it as a little mini segue into this week's topic of conversation, which is um, exercising and traveling while you're on the road or while you're, you know, away from your home turf. Um, so I'm sure I'll be asking, you know, what you did over the Super Bowl weekend, if anything at all. But this is also partly inspired by my recent trip to um, Brussels and maybe the videos that some view, some listeners have seen on Instagram where... I tried working out in my tiny, tiny hotel room. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, great segue. Great point. So, yeah, I mean, we can. I can guess we can start with the whole Super Bowl piece because that was an amazing opportunity in that one of my clients invited me to go and I just had to kind of figure out a place to stay, which I'm like, look, Super Bowl weekend, a ticket to the game and you know a flight down in a private jet i'm going to find a place to stay even if that means sleeping on somebody's floor thankfully i didn't have to do that but yeah it it was it was a situation where i was able to sort of relax i think people may have thought it would be the other way around but when i travel i usually take time to really focus on recovering because when i'm in new york city there's always going to be phone calls and meetings and people to meet up with and sessions and blah, blah, blah. So when I travel, I really go all out and I pack snacks and I, I basically, I pack like kind of like what we're going to talk about for the episode, but I pack in a way that I'm going to optimize my trip as best I can from a health perspective. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And I think it's worth noting that, you know, we've covered this topic before about two years ago when you first started going on the road on the um, on the tour. And I think it's a really perfect time to revisit the topic because, you know, you're going to be going on tour again later this year. And I've tried myself my own way to start incorporating like that activity and um, preparation um, when I'm going abroad. So um, I think, yeah, it's an it's an excellent opportunity to update and see what lessons you've learned and what you're going to be changing. Um, so it's really nice to hear that you used this weekend as a way of relaxing rather than just continuing to go hard. Yeah, and that's important, right? So if we if we talk about sort of this the update that we did with the with the pillars, awareness quickly became sort of the top of the priority and that's sort of what I practice you know I wanted to be aware of the fact that I needed relaxing and and, um, a bit of a downtime but also just because there's 
chaos and, and craziness and wild parties around doesn't mean you have to be a part of it, right? So I decided to kind of stay in my hotel room, opened up the windows so I could get fresh air. I had a balcony. I grounded. I read. I, I didn't even turn on my TV. I, you know, I listened to podcasts. I practiced Spanish. So I, I chose to kind of do the opposite of what I am able to do here in New York. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, what I really like about that is it kind of brings up a kind of mini lesson, which is setting your intention for the trip in advance. Yes. Right? Like not every trip needs to be one where you have to work out every spare moment that you have. Like if you're deciding that this trip is going to be one where you're going to be relaxing and you're going to use your hotel room as a base for recovery, then absolutely, like you're making that conscious decision and you're going to be following through with it. Yeah. Um, which is a really like a nice juxtaposition, right? Yes, well said. Yeah, and and I and to your point, and this is how we can kind of start going into the topic. But um, there's there's this idea of let's say we set our intention, you, me, or anyone else listening. The intention is set to continue getting in good shape, maybe because there's a performance a competition or there's a big day when you need to be in your tip-top shape okay there's a trip that comes up you want to continue doing that i think the first thing that a lot of people think is 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 there a gym in my hotel right that doesn't have to be the the way to go i mean obviously that is the way a lot of people think is because that's where we do most of working out but like in your situation did you did you have a gym in your in your hotel? No. So that was one of the things I found out pretty quickly. Um, when I was choosing my hotel, um, I'm obviously on a huge, I say huge, I'm on a budget. I'm on a, t- a pretty small budget. Um, I went over for, for classes in my master's program. So I knew that, you know, I basically had to make do with what I had. Mm-hmm. And so I brought like some gym clothes with me. I didn't bring special trainers or anything because I knew there wasn't anywhere to really work out. Um, and I didn't really have the time knowing myself to go for an early morning run outside, particularly in a city that I really didn't know. And I didn't feel comfortable going out by myself in, um, like, you know, when it was dark. So I kind of made the decision early on that, okay, I'm gonna have, whatever I do, I'm gonna have to make it work in my hotel room. Good. And and so you you knew that you wouldn't be able to, you knew there wasn't a gym, I guess, beforehand. Is that right? Yeah. So I, I looked, when I was like checking out the hotel on its website, I looked at its facilities and it was clear that there wasn't going to be a gym available. Okay, good. So you represent, I think, a big majority of people out there who are like, okay, I want to continue working out. So I want to find a gym or I want to see if my hotel has a gym. So that's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is to just kind of surprise yourself and let the world, so to speak, be your gym. And what I do in that instance is I also kind of try to um, challenge myself, if you will, to where if, even if there is a gym and it's amazing that I maybe only go once or I don't go at all so that I'm forced to kind of think outside the box. Because to be quite frank, and I don't, I'll just touch on this, but sometimes there's people out there who consider gyms to be the most toxic place to be in the planet 
because there's a lot of carbon dioxide being expelled from people breathing extra hard. There's a lot of chemical sprays that they use to wipe down the equipment and and then they use all these plastics and rubbers for the floor and things like that. So like obviously we can go down a rabbit hole there, but that being said, I notice sometimes when I go into a gym, I have a very sensitive nose. I smell like these crazy chemicals that's either being sprayed because of the smell or because of the equipment cleaning or both. And I'm almost like immediately like I want to turn around <laughs> and leave. So so I'm only asking you this because this just recently happened with you, right? Mm-hmm. And so, okay, you found out you don't have a gym. So then the next thing that I hear you mentioned is you packed gym clothes, which is some people feel like, okay, I only am going away for X amount of days, and so I'm only taking this bag so I don't have room for my shoes or for gym clothes, so I'm just not going to work out, right? Okay, so now we're looking for the next excuse, and I'm, I'm not, not saying mm. you not having a gym was an excuse for you, but that was the reality, right? And that ends yeah. up being some people's excuse. Yeah, I mean, it's an assessment that you need to make, right? Like, I... I knew that if I just bought some, you know, a sports bra and some like shorts, you know, they're not very big, they don't take much space. And I know that, you know, as soon as I get into those clothes, and I've made the decision, then I'm like already in, okay, I'm going to do this mode, right? Yeah. It helps get you in the right frame of mind. I can completely understand that if you don't have room in your bag to bring that equipment, then, you know, that can be a bit of a way out or, you know, it's a, it's reasonable. Um, but you know, again, if you're working out in your hotel room, chances are people aren't going to be watching you, right? So it doesn't matter if you do it in your pajamas or you know your underwear, or whatever, whatever works for you. Well, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. It's like you know, I I actually prefer to work out in my underwear or naked, and the reason is is because there was a quote. I saw a long time ago or a meme or something, but like one of the best motivators is to, to look at yourself naked in the mirror. Right. (laughs) Well, and then I think there was another meme that came out that that took it a step further said, work out naked. (laughs) Like if you really want to see your flaws, then you will work out naked. And it's almost like, well, it makes sense because at least for me, it does because now I don't have to even pack clothes and then I'm going to, chances are I'm going to shower some sometime shortly thereafter so why even dirty up the clothes (laughs) that makes me uh, laugh particularly hard because it goes in well with your philosophy of mixing you know ancient and modern right because i mean the ancient greeks and romans when they worked out in the gymnasium this is my history nerd coming in um (laughs) they 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 exercised um like in the nude they didn't wear clothes when they exercised yeah yeah exactly So, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I think it's it's interesting that we're talking about this because I hope the the talk of this encourages people to, to take away excuses. So we we we're now upon a situation where there's no gym in the hotel, there's not enough space for the exercise kit, as you would say, right? And then, so now what's the next piece? The next piece is, okay, so I'm now in my hotel room. It's tiny and, you know, I'm working out naked or close to it. Now the next excuse is, is I don't know what to do, right? And mm-hmm. so what what were you faced with? What does that bring up for you? Well, I mean, 
so again, going briefly back to the point of preparation, I knew kind of in advance what I would and would not be able to achieve, right? So I had already established that I wasn't going to be able to go to a gym. I had lectures all day. So realistically knowing myself, I'm not a morning person. So I wouldn't have been able to go for an early morning run. So I really had like whatever downtime I had in my hotel room, which was, you know, just before bed or maybe between like lectures and a class dinner. So I knew I had a quite short period of time to do things. Um, I came prepared in that I brought some exercise bands with me. So I knew some basic exercise band um, movements from class, but I'm also in the privileged position of knowing you. So (laughs) (laughs) um, naturally I did what any sensible person would do and asked you for help, which was excellent. Um, So you sent me some videos of you kind of giving, um, you know, doing the workout with me. It was quite funny. Um, I'm sure we'll go into like the actual specifics of what I had to do. But I think, you know, if you're the type of person who really thrives from being in a, in a class environment, then videos are perfect because you have the instructor or even just having a list, you know, of like, okay, here, like do 10 reps of this calisthenic exercise, do do these circuits, you know, that, I think that's a really good way of figuring out what to do. Well said, yeah. It's, for me, it's interesting because um, I I am in a situation where I do not, I guess I prefer not to have a list. And it's, I, I know a lot of it is because I'm a trainer. And so I'm always, I have like methods and modalities and, and sequences in my head. So I don't really need to rely on a list. Mm-hmm. But I do find myself getting asked quite a bit from people that I, that I send lists to all the time. It's almost in a way that people, they check off that list of things that I've sent them. And then now it's like, okay, they're traveling again. So they, they need something else in my brain though. The way my brain works is, is like, okay, here's a tool toolbox. Now you are faced in a situation where you don't have a gym, you don't have workout clothes and you don't have workout items. Okay. From that list or that toolbox, what do you pull out? Right. And that's kind of what we got into you and I in that po- in that moment, because I think I, you initially planned on bringing a jump rope, right? A skip rope. Yeah, I've got a skip rope somewhere and I couldn't find it. And right. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to use it anyway. There just wouldn't have been right. enough room. <laughs> right. Touche. So when you asked me to send you some stuff, you told me you were planning on having a skip rope and, and exercise bands. And so that's what I sent you versus me sending you what I would normally just send someone, right? Kind of like, regardless if you have that or not. And then, oh, by the way, if you do have it, okay, well, here's this too. Um, so what I typically send out to people is one of two things. One is is um, a foundational set of, of movements, which would be like a plank or wall sit, things like that. And then another one is usually the seven minute scientific workout, which I know we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. So obviously from there, if let's say, I I think I've sent this to you before, right? I think I did both of those to you. So I could have sent that again, but I already know that a lot of people are like, oh yeah, yeah, but you sent me that already, (laughs) right? Yeah. And so what I am trying to now encourage people to do, even for myself, is to start taking upon themselves because of the ownership and the accountability to then learn 
progressions from what was already sent. I, I was about to say, I think that puts you in quite an unusual position because this is a big thing about the health and wellness industry, you know, and the whole trainer as an influencer thing, right? Because mm-hmm. one of one of at least from a layperson's point perspective, it seems that there are so many different trainers who have their own workouts and their own apps and right right. It's like you pay for access to these apps and what they basically give you are these lists, like these lists of workouts. And I think when you're starting off um, in the fitness world as someone just trying to exercise, it's that kind of comfort blanket, right? You mm-hmm. like, okay, well, if I have this list, then I, I know that at least I can, I can do something. Um, and, you know, they're paying for access to that person's toolkit. So the fact that you're, you know, not to like toot your horn or anything, but the fact that you're just giving this information without being like, well, you know, you can just follow my app right instead you're saying well actually here's the seven minute workout here are some videos i've done just i want you to build this basis of knowledge and then build on it um it's kind of almost a bit radical right well yeah you know because okay here's the thing here's how i look at it first of all there's there's exercise right there's movement we know that you cannot trademark or patent patent movement. Okay, so if you if you have that understanding, then really anybody should be able to go out and pick and choose a bunch of movements and and do their workout, right? And either a trainer can send you that and just pick and pull from anywhere so anybody could be a trainer or any person can do their own workouts and never have to need a trainer, right? So Obviously, though, there's something about the personality of the person that you're getting the workout from. And maybe it's because, like, for instance, when I send you something, it's because I know you and I've seen how you move and I see these things, right? So there's, yeah, I kind of feel like I understand that people are trying to do the best that they can and they need this, this guidance. So... I think the best way to guide somebody is to also, it's, it's like that expression, you can, uh, you, can, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, or you can teach a person to... Uh, you can um, teach a man how to fish. No, uh, <laughs> give a man a fish and you feed him for a day, and teach a man how to fish and you feed him for life. Bingo. Thank you for clearing that up because that's exactly what I was going for and I was talking about horses. <laughs> we, got, we got there in the end. <laughs> We got there. Mix, yeah. Mixing our metaphors. It's it's cool. Okay. <laughs> right. But but again, it's 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 basically that because if a person has learned to transform their life and their health and they've they've been guided by me or indirectly from me, then it comes back to you in such a way that I would much rather do that, give that away than to say, "Nope, you can only get it exclusively on this app." my my app you gotta you gotta buy my app because my form of doing a squat is the best way to do it right yeah and and then and then you go to a lunge right and because i've practiced you know 20 years of doing you gotta go from squat to lunge i I don't know you know it's like (laughs) yeah it's funny i mean listen i mean this isn't to say that i'm immediately slagging off every trainer who has their own app or you know like <laughs> people have people have to make money i mean that's you know that's a given um i just find it quite funny because like initially when you didn't give me a list i was kind of like oh that's a bit annoying like i just wanted <laughs> like, 
I don't want to watch you do this workout better than me. Um, you know, even even though it was great to have you do it along. Um, and then actually it was, you know, I got over it very quickly. <laughs> um, because I was like, you know, it makes sense. Like he's teaching me how to how to do this in the long term and helping me think for myself. Yes. Um, so I, I really appreciated that. What I did find really funny, just going back to the actual exercise that he did set me, was just the improv. Like there was no no margin for excuses. Like I texted you and I said, because you're giving me a jump rope exercise. And, you, and I texted you being like, oh, I, I couldn't actually bring my jump rope with me. And you were like, that's fine. Just use a hand towel. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you're bringing this up because, so, okay, in the moment, I, I thought it was a beautiful moment because one, I know we had talked about you doing this and I knew it was an opportunity to kind of get some content on our page. And I was in the middle of uh, preparing for a client to come and the client I think was running late or, or whatever. And when I saw your text, I was like, this is perfect. So I literally sent you a video of me. So it was so like, I didn't even really have a second to figure out what was around me. So it was like, I sent you the actual real time video of like, hey, mm-hmm. so I, I asked Ian to, to record me real quick. I was like, hey, can you record me really quick? And I'm like, Grace, uh, and I'm looking around in the video and I'm like, yeah, so um, you don't really need a jump rope. You can actually grab like two hand towels or two straps or whatever. And and then, yeah, I guess it worked, right? I guess I guess you did something similar. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I, I tried out the hand towels. Um, obviously not trying to jump over a hand towel. That would have been an impressive feat of athleticism. Um, <laughs> but um, I tried just having two by my side and kind of whipping them around. And then in the end, I abandoned them and just kind of, you know, copied the motion as if I were yes. using a jump rope anyway. Um, and it was perfect again because I had exactly one hour between my classes and the dinner that I had to go to. So I was like, fine, great. I've got a limited amount of time. This is what I'm going to do. Let's crack it out. I mean, I had more difficulty trying to film it than anything else. <laughs> I have a real appreciation for people who film their workouts now because that is tough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was nice to know that I had like a, I could have had a goal. And in this specific case, it was doing kind of a ladder. So a combination of jump rope and then press ups and um, increasing the numbers. Um, you, everyone listening now who's interested, you can uh, go and watch the videos on our Instagram page. Yeah. A little, little plug. Um, it was good. It was good. I'm glad I did it. Um, and actually, it was quite funny getting messages of support and encouragement because I'm really not the type of person who ever would usually film myself working out or, <laughs> or posting it or even just filming a video of myself talking to our audience. Um, I'm quite camera shy. So that was that was a kind of going out of my comfort zone. But I'm glad I did it. I am too. I think it's fun. And, uh, and I love that people are being supportive and because it can get it can get a little crazy, right? Like when you get to a certain level of, of quote unquote expert people out there, the trolls start to come out and people just want to be heard. <laughs> and and it, whether that's a, from a positive standpoint or a negative standpoint, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're putting yourself out there now because it's great. And I think a lot of the listeners can relate to you. So <laughs> this is, this is really, really um, good. It's good that you're doing it. So, we, so we go from the, the need for a gym or not, 
and then uh, tools and exercise kit, whether it be clothes, shoes, or tools all together or all the above. Um, the next piece is space, right? So like space in a room or or maybe even just the ability because maybe you have all the space in the room, but you have a, a, a baby or you you have too many people in the room and you know they they don't want to work out as well so okay so that's that's also something to get beyond but then the other one you mentioned which you just mentioned it now is the time piece mm. this is a, another thing that people have to try to figure out or put in um and so that's when you can get the most bang for your buck right we i like to say minimum effective dose or med and that's where choosing and understanding workouts can be of benefit because if you have a, only a 20 minutes or th- let's say you have to be somewhere in 30 minutes so you have 20 minutes and then you have to shower then of course i would most likely send somebody a, a high intensity interval training max intensity interval training um and and call, call it a day but if you have more time then obviously you can embed the the mobility work, the rolling, the longer runs or whatever. So uh, it, it's important, but I, I'm bringing this up because I know people out there are thinking, yeah, but like if I'm on a work trip and we have work all day long, I have to wake up in the morning, go to do work. I have one hour for lunch only. I go home and then uh, or go back to the hotel. And then after that, we have to go out. Well, there's still time to, to squeeze in something. Because you could even be in the bathroom doing squats. You don't have to put on put on your workout, exor- your exercise clothes, or you don't have to be naked either, right? You could do it in your suit. <laughs> yeah, and I think it kind of goes back to the whole thing of preparation or at least kind of setting out your intentions. Because for me, and I can only speak from personal experience, I knew that I was going to be in classes from you know 8 30 till potentially six or seven in the evening right and maybe with one hour lunch break so for me it was just about getting movement back into my day because otherwise i'd be sitting down all day so even if i wasn't able to you know if i got back late from a dinner and i really didn't have much time and i just wanted to go to bed at least you know at that that lunch time i'd have gone out and i like walked for the whole lunch time right but equally if you're going on a work trip and you're doing a lot of moving around you might just want to like you know uh, unwind and relax so maybe a bit of bedtime yoga would be the thing that you need to do i think it's just going back to that intention and what your needs are because yeah you don't have to be like crushing your um your hit sessions every single day for it to be worthwhile like any movement is good movement well said i love it see you're you're speaking like a uh, like a exercise expert as as we as we know it as we say <laughs> i love <laughs> well, thank it thank you Good work, Grace. So, um, yeah, where are we at now? One thing I would really like to know is how your perspective has changed and what you're going to be taking into your traveling and you know, if you're going to be working out in your hotel rooms for whatever reason, what are you going to do? How's your perspective changed? What are your, your biggest pieces of advice for listeners? So this is great because I'm going to be going on tour this summer again with Roger Waters and... Um, but then even before that, like I'm, I'm going this this coming week. Well, by the time this comes out, I, I would have already been traveling. But um, I travel all the time. So the, the 
couple of things that I've done lately that's maybe different or it may not be completely different, but the things I've been focusing on more lately is definitely drinking more water. And I've been focusing on drinking clean water. So if you, yeah, as you're taking a sip, I love it. I love it. Some of you may have noticed already on my, on the, on the, um, simply walk the talk Instagram page. I showed a video of the aqua true water reverse osmosis device. So I've been utilizing that, but I also posted about this mister and I didn't say much about the mister, but that is also a way to kind of hydrate the skin and it uses molecular hydrogen as well. So again, I think what these things are, we could talk about as separate episodes, but Mm -hmm. the hydration piece and recovery piece is, is, is a big focus when it comes to traveling for me. And that I think has changed because before I used to always think workout, 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 and then recovery was kind of at the end. So that's definitely a big change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? What else did we say? So I know, I think we listed these before. I guess I should be, I, I should, now's the time I should start taking notes. So uh, what <laughs> else did, okay. what else did I mention? So I think the, um, there were three big pieces of advice and it sounds like there are things that you've been incorporating into your life and into your clients' lives in general, but they are particularly important when it comes to traveling. That's right. Okay, I remember. It's, as, it's coming back to me hit. now. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, so <clears throat> another one is, and I've been playing around with this a little bit lately because I've been reading the book by um, Dr. Mercola called The Keto Fast. And in this book, it was pointed out many, many times that dr- drinking or eating, to, to stop drinking and eating three hours before bed was a huge deal. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not being very scientific in that, but basically he talks about the many forms of fasting in the book, and which is really good to break down. And I think for anybody who's curious about fasting, I know we've done a an episode about fasting, but this would be a great resource for any of the listeners out there to understand the benefits and the downsides to fasting because there's there's so many types out there, right? But what he covers in the book, his main objective is to let people know that it's like stopping food or the body to break down food and drinks three hours before bed is probably the, the biggest thing you could do. Wow. So... So I've been I've been doing that myself and I do see some dramatic changes in my sleep and also in my my physical appearance. Wow, what kind of changes have you been seeing? So, uh one, my HRV has improved. My heart rate variability has improved. Um I've gotten a bit more deep sleep and REM sleep, which has been great. Um and I I know part of that is because of this next thing I'll mention, but um it's, it's just nice to know that the body is completely free of having to deal with food or some any kind of like chemicals going in the body for a, a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I know my body is, is, is going into sleep mode much easier. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so then the next piece that I would also mention is taking in more magnesium and so I've been drinking magnesium and I've been taking magnesium supplements for years, 
but uh, this is definitely something that we'll do videos on at some point in the future. But myself, Ali, and Salim, we've been doing what's called magnesium bicarbonate. And magnesium bicarbonate is very difficult to find. In fact, it's almost impossible to find, But so you have to make it. And so we've been all making it lately. And I, like the first time I drank it, I'm like, wait a minute. This is not what I feel when I take other forms of magnesium. It's amazing. And so it helped my soreness and it helped my sleep quality. Of course, I was also doing that with, with the, the fasting changes. But I think from a chemical perspective, a biological perspective, I think the magnesium bicarbonate has, been, has made the biggest impact in the last, I, I would say, month for me, for sure. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. I, I just love the image of you guys having your like mad chemistry lab just coming up with all these things. Yeah, let's just say there's there's bottles of, uh, there's soda stream makers involved, there's seltzer water, milk of magnesia, magnesium hydroxide powder, and uh, a lot of shaking, vigorous shaking involved. Okay. <laughs> so for a normal person like myself, um, how would you recommend that I get more magnesium into my life? Just supplements or... Yeah, I, I unfortunately, I would have to say that with today's world, the world we live in today, there's so many toxins and harmful EMFs that we deal with and we're bombarded with on a constant basis that we almost have to supplement with magnesium. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's staggering numbers to say that upwards of 85 to 90% of, of, the, of the world is deficient in magnesium. And so that causes a host of other issues throughout the body because the, the body tries to start leaching calcium and, and to sort of replace the lack of magnesium. And, and, and it just causes so many problems. So one, I would say supplement with it. And there's many forms. So I would say do your own research to figure out what forms work best for you. And then if you're curious about the magnesium bicarbonate, which happens to be one of the most highly absorbable forms of magnesium, then stay tuned because we will be rolling out ways to make that. It's very inexpensive to do, which is probably why you don't hear a lot about it because companies can't make money on it. But, you know, hey, if, 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 if the goal here is to share our experiences and what we do, then then there you go. We're going to be sharing it so you guys can do it yourselves. Fabulous. Well, I think those are three great points to end on. And I think, you know, we'll be doing some more posts specifically about this topic in the future, particularly when you go on tour again. Um, maybe we'll even see something of you when you're in Germany. Um, yeah, I think it's um, it really comes down to, as we've said, you know, preparation, setting your intention and just being realistic about what you want to achieve, right? That's right. And this also reminds me, the last time I was on tour was the opportunity, it was the last time I saw you in person. And no. unfortunately, this tour does not go to the UK. Um, it's, it's just North America, uh, and it finishes in Mexico, Mexico City. But maybe, maybe we can figure out a way to get you over so that we could kind of have like a round tour to, to round two tour catch up. I mean, that would be the dream. That really would be the dream. Right. Uh, 
so you heard it here first folks hopefully we'll be able to sort out some sort of reunion in the, the not too distant future um, yeah. <laughs> i'm already excited but um yeah great well let's finish up this week with our gratitude uh, I'll start off with gratitude. I, I love this part of the show. Um, I'm super grateful for our consistency with this show and all of the the accolades that we've received. I mean, from being mentioned by Vivo Barefoot, super thankful for that. And um, basically, I think they listed 10 or 20 podcast and we were number one i mean i don't i don't think it was a ranking but the fact that we were at the top of the list and we were mentioned <laughs> first was i'll take it as a number one <laughs> we'll take it we'll yeah. take it exactly we taking it. yeah i mean that's been such a huge moment um which is lovely and it was great kind of talking about this before we started recording which is you know putting things creating things and putting it out into the world it's it's fantastic to see good things come back to you from it so really really grateful for that um yeah my gratitude is just having the opportunity to you know have this positive thing to do every week i mean i've had a really tough couple of weeks um from a work environment situation and it's just really nice to know that you know i can reach out i can chat to you and have this really positive um experience every week recording so i'm, I'm grateful for that amazing amazing all right well Yes, thank you guys for listening to to any and every episode. As always, please subscribe, please share, put the word out there, let people know that we're that we're trying to do our best to to share everything we do. So, yeah, yeah, thank you for all your support. Thanks everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.